Let's face it, wearing all the hats all the time gets old. It gets tiring and it gets in the way of how you wanna live your life. If you're at the stage where you feel like you're the owner, the business development officer, the sales leader, the operations manager, the CFO, you probably need to scale. You're smart, you're motivated, you wanna do something big. You're on the verge of being a young boss and we're gonna help you get there. I'm your host, Isabel Garino, and welcome to the Young Boss Podcast, where youth is your power. From solopreneur to entrepreneur, this episode will help you understand when you need to scale your business, how you can scale your business, and how to hire the right people to continue to grow your business. Tune in because this might just be the advice you've been needing to hear. So when it comes to recognizing the need for support in your business, this can really happen a lot of different ways, but usually it comes from overwhelm. You start to feel it. You start to really take on this burden of wearing all of the hats and you start to be overwhelmed. You're starting to say, oh my gosh, I'm marketing, I'm sales, I'm operations, and I can't do it all. And maybe you're starting to have things slip through the cracks, right? You're forgetting to complete tasks or clients are you know, falling off. You can't keep track of money coming in or money going out. And you're starting to really realize that you maybe could be it all a while ago, but not anymore. Honestly, when you start to feel those things, it can feel weird. It can feel scary. It can feel time consuming, frustrating. And maybe you're starting to feel like, uh oh, is this even the right business for me? Do I still love to do this? But the reality is you probably just need to hire somebody. The thought of hiring someone sounds stressful, terrible, weird, all of those things. But if you're feeling all those ways, then you probably do need to offload some of the work because you can't be the end-all be-all for your business. And this is where it's time to go from solopreneur to entrepreneur. So ask yourself this question. What is the one thing? that if you did it, it would make your life easier. I learned about that question from the book, The One Thing, um, written by the guy who owns Keller Williams. And he literally said that, to optimize your business, what is the one thing that you could do to make your life easier? For some people, that's getting an assistant, that's getting a chef at home, that's getting a nanny. For other people, it's, I need to hire a phone salesperson, right? It could be something in your life that frees up your life to do more work, or it could be something in your work, but we're focusing on work right now. So what's the one one thing that you've been putting off, but if you actually did it, you actually hired that person, you actually went forward, it would change your life. If the answer is to get an assistant, right? Or offload customer service or social media, finally hiring that marketing manager. Well, then you guessed it. That's probably what you need to do. And that should be at the top of your to-do list. A number one priority for you and your business, because the longer you delay doing that, the more you're delaying your own growth. And when you start to stunt your own growth, it's literally you against you. You're the one who's going to potentially be not making more money, be not taking the opportunity that come to you. A client comes and you want to onboard them, but you're overwhelmed. You can't do it. Well, if you would have hired that person, if you would have taken that time to move forward in that way, you maybe wouldn't be in the same situation. But when it comes to finding your superpower before you begin to create the job and the role and the responsibility, you have to first identify your superpower. What are some of the things that you love doing that you're an expert at? 
right? Write those things down and make sure that that's what you want to be doing with your time when it comes down to your business, because you could be great at video editing, but you could freaking hate it. So write down the things that you love to do that you're good at. And that's where we're going to start. We're going to make this list. After all, we are entrepreneurs because we should be doing what we love. We quit our W2s so we could focus on our passions. And I want you to get back to that. I want you to live in your superpower. So once you know them, your passions and everything that you're good at, you're ready to figure out a few more things. And that will eventually become the things that you hire for. My favorite way of doing this is to have a four quadrant method, okay? You're gonna create four little boxes all next to each other, you know, making one big box. And in the first box, it's just what we did. You're gonna write down what you love and what you're good at. And that is what I want to be your job. The second box is what you love, but you're not so good at, right? And the third box is for things you're good at, but you hate doing, okay? And the fourth is for things you hate doing and you're terrible at them. For me, it's accounting, keeping track of money. I am not good at it, okay? I am a spender. I am not, you know, uh, tracking every dollar. I'm not good at it. So I had to outsource that. I had to hire somebody who loved to look at the numbers, who was passionate about that. That was in their love it and good at it box. So the first box is your superpower. And that's where you need to lean into. Once you figure that out, you need to surround yourself with other people who are experts in for sure boxes three and four, but probably box two too, because even though you like it, if you're not good at it, you really shouldn't be spending your time doing it. Okay. I love writing, right? I love writing. And so when it comes to different emails that the team wants to send out, I'll be like, Oh, I'll write this. I'll write this. Cause I love doing it. But every time I do it, I make a mistake. Like literally every time I do it. And so the team is like, mm, can you not do that? And I'm like, but I, but I love it. So that's something that's in my box too, where it's like, you know, I love to do this, but everyone else around me is like, you're actually making life worse for us when you do it. So we'll come back to the boxes, but these are going to be what create that new job description for who should be taking things off your plate. Because when you're living in your superpower box, life is going to be a whole lot easier and you're going to have a lot more longevity in your job. When it comes to growing your business, you have to really have a shift in your mindset. Because if you're viewing this as just cost and you're like, it's going to be so expensive to hire someone, how will I afford them? And you know, it's going to cost me all this money. I can do it myself. I'll save money doing it myself. That's mistake number one. We need to talk about the power of a team and how to build one and shifting your mindset during this scaling process of going from a one-man band to building that team. How is your mindset regarding hiring? Do you look at it as a cost or do you view it as an investment? This is really important because building your team is gonna feel like a lot of money at first and definitely a lot of risk, but remember how you're feeling. You're stressed. You're working way too many hours. You aren't living the entrepreneur work for yourself lifestyle that you always imagined. It's time to scale. It's time to build. And also this is holding you back. It's going to require money, but think about it as an investment, not a cost. A cost is printer ink or office furniture. Hiring good quality people to take roles and responsibilities off your plate is an investment in your business and in yourself. You will literally be able to grow when you have the right people in the right seat. Finding the right people will ideally help the business grow and make more sales, right? You'll be able to serve more people and whatever your business is, you'll be able to do more of the things around you. Building a team should compound your ability to grow and earn more. If it doesn't, it was probably a bad hire. 
Hey, future young bosses. If you're a sucker for valuable skills that will help you climb the career ladder and put you on your way to becoming a young boss, then you better subscribe right now and follow the Young Boss Podcast on Instagram or TikTok. Now, back to business. But I want you to look at hiring as more of an opportunity to earn more revenue because truly it should. When you bring someone on, they should be able to quadruple the cost of you bringing them on. So whatever they're going to cost you, make sure that that's a key hire of someone who's going to be able to bring you in more business in that realm. If you own an event planning business, you should be able to get twice as many events now because they should be able to run the events for you, right? And so now you can literally double your income right there. And that could be a whole lot. If you're bringing on a sales guy, right? You've been answering the phone and doing all the sales for your business. And now you're going to hire a sales guy or sales gal. They should be doing that full time. Now they should be taking way more calls than you were ever able to take because you're doing 10 other things, right? And so what it costs you to hire them, they should literally be bringing in four times that. And that's a good way to measure it. The power of a team is something you just can't ignore scalability and growth will eventually be capped as a solopreneur. One proven method of earning more revenue is to build a team that can produce more volume and efficiently. And listen, it's no secret that most businesses will never grow if they stay in the solopreneur lane. It's extremely difficult to achieve the things you want to or reach the goals you're aiming for alone. You're going to need a team. Now, When you're talking about knowing your superpower, I think you also need to know your own goals for your business. If your business is just to take care of you and your kid and your husband or whatever the case is, and that's all that you want, then maybe being a solopreneur is just fine for you and you'll be able to achieve those goals. You only want X amount of business and that's okay. Being stagnant for you, being at the same consistent amount of business you can continue to bring in works for you. But if you're someone who's trying to grow, trying to expand, trying to make your business go from 2 million to 4 million to six to eight, then guess what? You're going to have to hire those key players so that you can grow, so that you can become more hands-off or you're going to get stuck doing it all. I know that there's a lot of things as a business owner that we're like perfectionists about and we want to hold on to them. But the reality is you continuing to do that role is actually costing you money because somebody else they can probably do it better. They're going to bring you in more money. They enjoy doing it and they can probably do it a lot quicker than you can do it, right? So building a team, creating a support network, it allows for systems and systems allow for scalability. This process can be very intimidating and scary, but it will help you create systems and you'll actually be able to scale. Remember, you cannot do everything yourself. I know you think you can. I know you think you're the best, but for real, you can't. Think about it this way. You're stealing somebody else's opportunity by trying to do everything yourself. It's their purpose in life. It's their passion in life. And you are taking it away from them, taking away that opportunity for them to grow, for them to learn. Because why? Because you think you can do it better? Come on. One of my favorite song lyrics is only teach what you know, and it couldn't be more true. For the purpose of this conversation, only do what you know, hire out the rest. There's a book I love called Who Not How, and in that book, it's literally talking all about stop coming up with the answers to solutions with, instead of asking yourself how, 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 how can I make this work? How can I do this? How can I come up for the money for this? Start asking yourself who. 
Who could I hire to get this done? Who could I talk to who knows this better than me? Who? Who will literally save you so much time, energy, and money? You don't need to know everything and you don't know everything. So find out who does. I had no idea what it took to build a podcast studio from branding to production to scripts and research and integration. So instead of doing it myself, I hired these guys to do it all for me and they're amazing. And it's allowed me to scale and increase my marketing and media efforts without adding to the entirety of the work that's on my plate. So I think it's so important. They're my who, right? And I'm not focused on the how. Support equals systems and systems equals scalability. So when we're using the four quadrant method and we're focusing on those boxes, two, three, and four to fill the positions on our team, that's going to help us surround ourselves with individuals who complement our own skills and specialties. So listen, you know, you need to grow, you know, you need to offload, but hiring people seems kind of scary. And this is maybe your first time. So how the heck do you know if it's the right fit? Well, go back to the four quadrant method. Review columns two through four to identify the roles and responsibilities you need to hire for. Those things that you hate to do that you're not good at, that becomes your job description. And whether you've identified one role, two, or three, those different quadrants will guide you. As far as identifying the right personalities for your business, there's a tool I love called Predictive Index, which helps leaders assess personality profiles. This tool will help you determine what type of personality profiles you want for those roles and who you will work best with. Because it's not always as straightforward as it's somebody you want to be besties with. Take it from me, okay? Hiring somebody just like you isn't going to cut it. As fun as it is to try to hire somebody who you want to be your new bestie, who has everything in common with you, right? It doesn't always translate in business. Business doesn't operate efficiently with everyone having the same exact type of personality, right? Or with those bestie relationships always. You don't want them to be the spitting image of you, but they also can't be the full-blown opposite of you either. If you're looking to hire someone who is a bestie to you who's a spitting image of you, then probably the things that they like to do and the things they're good at are going to be the same things in your like to do and good at box, right? But if you're finding someone who loves the things that you're bad at and the things that you don't like to do, then that person might be opposite of you. So it's important to have balance depending on what type of role you're hiring for, which quadrant you're pulling from. You need to find people who get you, but who can also counterbalance your personality and complement your weakness. Now, when it comes to visionaries and integrators, these are two terms that I sometimes use on the podcast. And if you don't know what they are, let's just simplify it this way. Visionary is like the dreamer right? I like to call them the fire hydrant because usually they're just spouting off with ideas, right? A broken fire hydrant, just water flowing out everywhere. And the integrator runs around with the bucket and tries to catch all the little drops and tries to make something out of that water that they caught. The visionary comes up with creative ideas, but the integrator is who actually integrates, who actually implements those ideas and makes sure that they come to fruition. If you're the visionary, usually your first hire is going to be an integrator. Not always. It might be an assistant, a virtual assistant, a phone sales team member, whatever you need. But if you've got big goals, an integrator might be something you want to consider because you're going to be able to 
bring them ideas, and they'll be able to bring them to fruition. When it comes to going from a solopreneur to an entrepreneur who owns a business that employs or has independent contractors, being a part of a mastermind can help you feel like you're less on an island. Because when you're an entrepreneur, sometimes it does feel like you're on an island, especially a solopreneur. Literally, no one can relate to you. You do it all. Like, everything falls on your shoulders. So being in a group of people who are similar to you in that way can really make you feel less alone. Joining a mastermind is a great way to connect with other people in your industry or similar industries. Recognizing the need for support in your business is crucial for growth and success. Feeling overwhelmed, forgetting tasks, and having clients fall through the cracks are indicators that it's time to offload work and seek assistance. And that's okay. Feeling this way likely means your business is moving in the right direction. By identifying your superpowers and surrounding yourself with experts who complement your skills, you can build a strong team that supports your vision. But some of you will have to shift your mindset from viewing hiring as a cost to seeing it as an investment. This is an essential part of the process. Investing in quality team members allows you to scale, create systems, and ultimately earn more revenue. Remember, you cannot reach your fullest potential alone. A team is absolutely necessary for scalability and achieving goals. I've shared with you how I find the right personnel for my teams by using the four quadrant method to determine the roles and responsibilities you need to hire for, and then using personality assessments like the predictive index, which can help you identify individuals who get you, but also counterbalance your personality and complement your weaknesses. And if you're a visionary, a big idea guy or gal, you may need to consider the integrator role which aligns with the visionary young boss like yourself, but helps drive the achievement of the big goals that you have in mind. Building a team alleviates stress and workloads while providing support, collaboration, and a sense of community. As a young boss, you don't have to feel like you're on an island. A team empowers you to achieve greater success and find your tribe by joining a mastermind. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Young Boss Podcast with me, Isabel Garino. Be sure to like, share, and follow on Instagram and TikTok and let us know in the comments what's holding you back from going from a solopreneur to an entrepreneur. Remember, youth is your power. 